So we are actually going to give this a go then. We put the test pilot out yesterday. Thank you to everyone who's been in touch to let me know they would actually like to listen to something like this. And thank you for those who have given me the motivation to potentially pursue what is a completely new venture for me. I've never done anything like a podcast before. This is just going to be me sat down talking about the Cardiff Devils. We're going to focus solely on them for the time being, maybe in the future if this goes well we'll look to expand to cover the entire elite league but i think to start out with something i've never done before that's a bit too much of a jump so we're gonna look at the devils we're gonna try and get an actual name for this podcast so if you can think of anything get in touch and as you're listening as well if there's anything you like anything you don't like any feedback you can think of to help make this better uh, a better listening experience for yourself get in touch. My Twitter handle is at Oliver J. Hampson. I'm open to positive and negative feedback, but please be nice if it is negative. Uh, but like I said, we're just going to focus on the Cardiff Devils. The Devils this year, they've done a great job of keeping their core group intact. Guys like Joey Martin, Ben Bound, Gleason Fournier, they're all returning once again. And then what the Devils have done great over the last couple of years since Andrew Lord took over as head coach, since Todd Kelman and the rest of the owners actually came into the organization. They've done a great job of seeing which guys they're keeping around, seeing which guys move on for whatever reason, and making sure they get the right guys in place to come and replace them. There's no like-for-like replacements in the squad this year. There's just guys who are going to bring their own thing to the table. I think the best person to start off with would probably be the quickest one we can go through because we don't really need to go too in-depth on a player that you probably already know. If you've been watching the Devils, or if you've been watching Elite League Hockey even, over the last three years, you will have noticed Blair Riley for the Belfast Giants. He's been a great, great player. He's, he's the type of player that every team wants and the Devils have finally got him I don't know whether or not they've been looking at him over the last couple of years but for three years now Blair Riley has been just an insane player for the Belfast Giants the Giants they do a great job of recruitment themselves and to get a guy like Riley in 2016 straight out of the American Hockey League a guy who was an alternate captain in three different AHL teams in Bridgeport St. John's and Stockton that is a great bit of work by the Belfast Giants to bring him over to the league and what a successful time he had over with the Giants. 182 points in 165 regular season games. You know, he's won the Challenge Cup twice with them. Won the league title last year as captain. Great player for them. One of the better power forwards the Elite League has ever had. He does a great job of making space for himself. He's got a great score in touch as well. 33 goals last season. He would have led the Devils team. I think with his goal-scoring ability, his ability to play hard along the boards, fight for those uh, net front battles as well, he's going to be a great addition to the Devils' power play, really good 5-on-5 player, but it's his leadership qualities that intrigue me a bit more than his playing style. I think with Jake Morissette retiring, there's going to be that debate coming now about who is the captain. We might find out this week at the open training session. It could be Blair Riley. I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if he doesn't at least have a letter. Whether or not they give him the C straight away, I'm, I'm not sure. I think there's there's a debate to be had about who deserves it. I think Blair Riley's up there. Matthew Myers is another one. Mark Richardson's another one. But for me, Blair Riley, he's going to have a letter on his jersey. He's a great leader on and off the ice. Really good competitor. Fierce, fierce battler. And for me, I think the Devils, they become a better side having him. It'll be interesting to see where exactly he fits in the lineup. Looking at the pictures that the Devils put out on Twitter this week, where the players, they come in for their first training session, they have the different colored jerseys. Obviously, reading way too much into this, but he was uh, wearing a red jersey, and the only other person I saw wearing one was Sean Bentivoglio. And to be honest, I think if Benty's wearing one, probably Joey Martin is as well. So that could be an interesting line if it does stay together. Obviously, that's day one of training camp. Those lines, 
they are going to change. There's, Andrew Lord's going to use this couple of games, these few preseason games ahead of the CHL to juggle his lineup. He has that time to do so. But for me, I think Blair Riley, he would fit in very well next to someone like Stephen Dixon, for example. I think those two will play a very hard physical game. And I did write an article for Chasing the Puck a couple of weeks ago where I was predicting the forward lines for the Devils. I had Riley on the right wing with Dixon in the middle and Charles Langley on the left wing. I think that could be a an interesting line combination, but the thing with the Devils, they're gifted in what they can do with their line combinations right now. They have a lot of guys who can fit with a lot of different players. For me, Riley, he's going to be on that second, first line unit. He's going to be a great addition. And to be honest with you, I think Giants fans, some of them are very unhappy about the move. And I think if it was the other way around, if this is someone like Dixon going to Belfast, Devils fans would be up in arms as well. Some of them would be very upset by that. It's just the way that sport goes. It's the two competitive teams from last year swapping players. It's not meant to happen in the eyes of a sports fan. You're meant to stay with that team. You never go to the team you're battling hard against, but it's happened. So all the Giants can do is just enjoy the team they've got because they've they've assembled one hell of a team. And so have the Devils. It's going to be a great competitive year. Blair Riley is going to be up there in the points race once again, especially for the Devils. He's going to take that bit of goal-scoring pressure off Joey Martin. Maybe he's Martin's been the leading goal-scorer for the Devils. He was the first one to hit 30 under Andrew Lord last year. And like we said, Riley, he had 33. I think that he's going to be a great fit on this Devils team. And to be honest, we don't really need to say too much more about him because you have seen him play over the last last three years. You know what he's about. De- Giants fans will tell you exactly how good, he, how good he is. Devils fans, you're about to see that hit with him wearing your jersey. So now that Blair Riley's out of the way, we'll go to the first new signing announced by the Devils this year, and that is Mike McNamee, who joined from Danish side Alberg Pirates. He's a good little player to keep an eye on. He's young as well, 26 years old. He's one of the youngest signings that the Devils have made this summer. I think he's the youngest import, I th- maybe. I might be wrong about that, but, you know, for the Devils, this is a great pickup. This is a guy who's not that, not long gone pro. He had a great four-year career at Carleton University and Canadian Universities. Uh, then he went had a 12-game stint in the AHL before moving on to Europe straight away. Great year in the DEL2 in his first year. There's 49 points in 44 games for EC Bad Nauheim. And then last year, you know, he had, had a great year for the Albert Pirates. Just a point below a point per game pace. Uh, I wrote an article for Chasing the Puck recently focusing exactly on what it is about Mike McNamee that I like. Uh, I'll link to any articles I mention as well in the description of the actual podcast so you can give them a read. But you can watch on this one article a few examples of his play. I highlighted some of the stuff about him. He's got a great shot for one. He's got a quick release and it's a hard, accurate shot. And one thing he does really well is he'll get himself in front of net and he'll manage to find a way to get away from the defenders. Whether or not that's a defensive breakdown that he just capitalizes on, which can happen in this league, or if it's just a case of he's just moved himself just a foot to the left and got that position. He's got that shooting lane, which allows for the guy to circle around the net, pass it out in front. When he does shoot like that, he's got a great, great release. That's something I really like about his game. The other thing I like as well is, like we mentioned there about his positioning, he's very positionally sound and he's not afraid to go to those areas. He gets to the dirty areas all the time. He loves being out front in in front of the blue paint. He'll battle in the corners if he has to as well. He's not the biggest guy. He's only six foot and he's less than 200 pounds. So he's not the biggest guy, but he plays a big man's game. That's one thing I've really 
really liked about what I saw from Mike McNamee when I was writing this article. Defensively, good guy as well. Defensively, he's not going to be the uh, he's not going to win any defensive awards for his work, but he does get back and he'll track back and get involved. And one thing I liked as well, there's a highlight I saw. He's circling back in his own area, and he's got his stick in the right position. That's one thing that Andrew Law talks about as well in interviews with, uh, with Ice Time TV that I've noticed, is attention to stick detail. And that's something I think that Andrew Law is really going to like about Mac, uh, McNamee. He gets his stick in the right position. He takes away that passing lane at any chance he has. And in this one particular highlight, he manages to strip the park and go all the way down the other end, and they end up scoring. He's a great guy, good 200-foot 200, 200 player, really good addition to the Devils lineup. He's, uh, like I said, I looking at some of the guys that have been signed around the league, I don't think people are paying enough attention to Mike McNamee. I think he's going to be a great addition. At 26 years old, when he was announced, it did more or less confirm that Lane was leaving. Because you look at him, he fits that third-line center, the third-line check-in line, energy role player. And... It, it was confirmed that Ulm was going. He's gone to Manchester, so best of luck to him over with the Storm and Ryan Finity. I think he's going to have a great year in Manchester. You got yourself a great player there. But Mike McNamee at 26, playing such a good game. He's useful on the power play as well, so he could take Ulm's spot on the power play right in front of the blue paint. He's a guy who the Devils are going to rely on a lot more than I think people realize. He's a really, really good signing this year. And only time will tell to see whether or not I'm right. But I think Mike McNamee is a great signing for the league and the Devils in general. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in action this week at the Open Training Session. I'm looking forward to seeing him in these first uh, preseason games and throughout the season. Because honestly, Mike McNamee, he's one to keep your eye on for the Devils. We'll stick with the forwards and go with the final new forward brought into the squad. And that is uh, Finnish forward Massey Mariamaki, who joins from the Czech League. He had 16 points in 45 games last year, which doesn't sound like much. But to get that in the Czech League and come straight to the Elite League, that's going to translate well. He'll probably be a, quite a good player in terms of his point production. He's not going to be one of the top line guys, but I, I can see him in a sort of third, second line role. I personally think third line, but I can see Andrew Lord moving into second line. I think he's going to have a great energy about himself. There's something that I, I've noticed about him, which is something that Devils fans are really going to love about him, is that for a European player, he plays physical. He plays hard. Something that he's seen on many highlights. He's not afraid to get involved. He's not afraid to finish his hits. Sometimes he does cross the line a little bit, but I think for a lot of it, he reins it in, and he'll just finish his hits clean, finish them hard as well. Really great energy about him. Even at 34 years old, he still plays with that forechecking intensity that's really going to wind up opposition defensemen this season. I think that's why I've, I envision him on that third line. I think that if the top two lines are getting their rest, Andrew Lowe can send his third line guys out. Know that Mario Mackey's going to be down on one wing, forechecking relentlessly, and the other two forwards will be just waiting to pick up the scraps because he can either just be on you until the point that you have to just chip it high and off the glass or try and go for that risky pass just to get it out the zone or he's going to force a turnover and that's where he'll make his bread and butter in the league. No, he has got a good scoring record. He's not the best skater or best scorer in the league, He's but he's still got it's still good in that aspect. You know, it was only a couple of years ago he had a 24-point season in the Finnish league last year. Like I said, 16 points. He's got a few points in the KHL as well. And to be honest, if you're getting points in those leagues, you're going to get points in this league. Uh, I think the Mariamaki, he's going to, he's really going to warm to playing in Cardiff. And I think the Devils fans are really going to warm to him playing for them as well. 
like like I said, he's a big body, plays hard, plays with physicality. And to be honest, I just think he's going to have a good year for the Devils. He's not the marquee signing by any any means, but he's still going to be a very impactful player. We've seen guys come in like this previously where they're not going to be that top line, they're not going to be on the power play as much, but they still get things done and they are just as vital to the Devils' success as goal scoring. His energy is what is really going to make him stand out on the ice. And when he's on the ice, other teams are going to notice him. They're going to start thinking twice about what to do, especially when he's in one of those modes where he's trying to be physical because he can lay quite a big hit when he needs to. And I think Mario Mackey is a good signing for the Devils. But we'll look now at the actual defense on the uh, Devils. And they, they signed some good defensemen this year. Uh, there's two of them coming in, uh, two new import defensemen as well to, uh, for Andrew Lord to work with. And we'll go with, uh, go with the Kelly Cup champion. We'll go with Sam Jardine. He's the youngest import on the squad at 25 years old. Bit of a shock, this one, I thought. Um, I think that he could have potentially stayed in North America and tried battling again for an AHL spot. I mean, he had 37 AHL games last year, seven points in it, but he also helped the Newfoundland Groundlers in their inaugural season to a Caddy Cup championship and his second ever one after he secured one with the Colorado Eagles a couple of seasons before. Uh, I Like I said, I, I thought he could have potentially stayed in the AHL but and, and tried fighting for a spot there with the Toronto Marlies. But the Devils, they've got a great player there. He's really, really uh, an interesting signing. He's He's got good size on him, uh, but I don't think he really needs to rely on that too much. He does, uh, he does play a physical style of game when he needs to. He's not really going to go out of his way to get involved physically. He can hold his own. He's shown that, but he's not really going to uh, get involved unless he absolutely has to. He's more He more relies on his positioning and his intelligence defensively to get involved. And he has that offensive bite to his game as well, which is going to make him a real two-way threat for the Devils. I think I can talk to talk at length about what I like about him, but uh, there's a guy, Mark Rackham, you'll probably know him on uh, on Twitter as uh, Mark UK Leaf. He wrote a really good piece over on his blog, which I'll link below, uh, exactly about what Devils fans should expect to see out of Sam Jardine. This, uh, Mark's been watching the Toronto Marlies uh, for God knows how long, so he knows a lot more about Sam Jardine uh, than I do. And like he said, Sam Jardine can be also relied, to be, relied upon to drop the gloves. Exactly true. But I think with the Devils, they've got big physical guys. They've got guys like Mark Lewis. Josh Batch as well has shown that he can throw knuckles with some of the best in the league as well previously when he, uh, when he's called upon. I don't envision Jardine fighting too much, but I also don't envision the Devils fighting too much. They, they don't really do that too much anymore. They'll do it when they need to, but they haven't really had too many fights compared to some of the other teams around the league. Uh, I think Jardine, though, Great signing. It was a shock to me when he was announced, but that's a big signing. Big statement of intent to get a guy who's just come from a 37-game stint in the AHL at 25 years old to come over here and play. Uh, obviously, Devils thought they had that last year with uh, Tom Parisi. Uh, that didn't work out for a number of reasons. He ended up going home after seeing the castle, which I've seen, so I'm sure it wasn't a castle because it is quite a nice uh, castle. If you've not been, I would recommend checking out Cardiff Castle. But I think Jardine... He's a good signing. He's a really good defensive player, really good offensive player as well. So Andrew Lord did a great job of recruiting him. And that brings us to the final uh, 
new signing for the Devils, another uh, defenseman. And we're going to look now at Sean McMonagall, whose name I am probably going to butcher all season long because it sounds a lot like McGonagall. And I think Harry Potter was a big influence on me when I was a kid. But McMonagall coming straight out of Frisk Asker. This is a guy that when they announced him, they said that they'd been chasing him for a couple of years, right from when uh, the Andrew Lord came in to be a coach back in 2014-15. In that period of time, McMonagall's been in the EBEL. He's played for Bolzano, he's played for Snomo, played for Dornburner, and then last year he plays for Frisk Asker, where he led his team in defensive uh, points with 26 and 41 games, top 10 in the league in defensive scoring, this is a guy who's going to come in to complement Gleason Fournier very well. Fournier's obviously going to be on that number one pairing. McMonagall's probably going to be on that number two pairing. And he's going to have a great offensive year, as well as great defensive year. McMonagall, back in college, I think he went to Brown University. He was a really good player. He, he started off a center. He's been converted to defense. So he has that offensive smarts about him. But playing center as well, he also has that defensive smarts that made that transition so easy for him. If you look at his career over the years, especially since turning pro and comes to Europe, he's been great. He's had double-digit point totals a lot, most of the time within 20. I think his highest was back in 2015-16 for HC Balzano, where he had a 29-point campaign. Last year, 26 points. That's a good year for him. Helping uh, Frisk Asker to a national title. 14 points in 19 playoff games as well. So Frisk Asker, they're in the Champions Hockey League, and he was a big reason why. They're entering their first year, and McMonagall's a big reason why but the other thing that McMonagall brings is that he has CHL experience himself back in 2016-17 only played four games but he does have that experience of what it takes to be in the Champions Hockey League but for him he's won before he's uh won he's a uh, in- Italian international and we've seen what he did at the re- most recent world championships he's got a great shot he's for a defenseman he's your go-to a penalty taker guy He's a uh, penalty shot taker guy. He's a really, really gifted offensive talent. And I think the Devils, they've done a great job with Jardine and with McMonagall. Uh, McMonagall, to me, is the, the biggest standout because of his offensive side. Jardine's going to be in the more defensive-minded game. But those two I, those two could actually make a good pairing. It's, it's harder to predict exactly what the defensive pairings are going to be. Uh, I think Fournier's a lock in the top pairing. McMonagall to me is a lock in the second pairing, but it's trying to find a guy who complements their style of game well. Uh, and I think McMonagall and Jardine, that could be a decent pairing. Well, I guess we'll see a bit more this week at the open training session. Obviously, it's still early days, so these pairings can change throughout the season. But one thing that the, the Devils had a lot of last year was defensive reliability. Even with guys coming out of the lineup through injury, they, they kept a very similar core uh, group of defensemen in the same roles. So even when Ben Blood left, they brought Schistel in. He just replaced him on Reddick's pairing. That's one thing I think that Jardine and McMonagall bring to the Devils, especially with Mosey out injured. It gives them that that stability to really go into the season knowing their identity defensively because the Devils over the last few years have had a great defense led by Ben Bounds between the pipes. But then you have guys like Mark Richardson, who's one of the best British defensemen uh, in the game right now, potentially one of the best British defensemen of all time as well. You have Reddick who just plays with that tenacity. You have Fournier, who just plays like he just controls the entire game. I think that Jardine and McMonagall, they're going to be great fits in Andrew Lowe's defensive scheme. And that's going to wrap it up, though, for the first episode. I hope you did enjoy this. It's a, it's a difficult thing for me to do because I've never really sat down and spoken at length about players. I usually get that 
five, ten second snippet on uh, commentary just to break down plays. So for me, this is a bit uncharted territory, so it may seem a little bit all over the place. It is just a first episode. We'll see how it goes from here. Hopefully, it's continues to get better. If you did like the episode, though, do get in touch. Like I said at the top, my Twitter handle is at Oliver J. Hampson. I'm always open to feedback, whether or not it's positive, whether or not it's criticism. I'm not bothered. I just want to know what you guys want to hear more of. If there's anything you didn't like what I did in this episode, anything you want to see me do more of in the next episode, I'm not sure how often I'm going to be uploading these, but this is just the first episode, looking at five new guys in the team, and next time, maybe we'll look at who's going to be, who's potentially going to be captain. That depends on whether or not it's announced uh, before I sit down to record the next one. But other than that, it's been good to talk about this. Hopefully you have enjoyed it. And I'll see you next time, whenever that is.